When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This weekend marks the first ever running of the Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix, which will be a night race held under the lights on the Las Vegas Strip Circuit in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. As the name suggests, this is a temporary street circuit that contains the iconic Las Vegas Strip, down which Formula One cars will be zooming past the world's most famous hotels and casinos at over 200 miles an hour in what is sure to be the motorsport spectacle of the year that also promises to be wildly chaotic due to a number of factors that I'll get into now. Jeba! Let's start our journey off by discussing the Las Vegas Grand Prix weekend's schedule of events that is, what's the right word here? Unique? The Las Vegas Grand Prix race weekend begins not on a Friday like normal, but rather a day earlier on Thursday, November 16th, with free practice one taking place at 8.30 p.m. local time. Free practice two then takes place that same night, but at midnight local time, so it's technically on Friday, November 17th. Free practice three is also on Friday, but it takes place 19 and a half hours after FP2 at 8.30 p.m. local time, with qualifying then taking place not long after. But again, qualifying is technically on the following day as it is scheduled for midnight local time on Saturday, November 18th. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is 21 hours later that same day at 10 p.m. local time. Whew, thank goodness that it is such a straightforward schedule. I almost got confused there for a second. To understand that unique schedule, you must first understand this. Oh my gosh, my dog's coming in frame. Millie, look, say hi to the people, Millie. To understand that unique schedule, you must first understand this. The Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix has an unsolvable problem. When it comes to the plan for bringing Formula One to the iconic Las Vegas Strip, the idea was always that it had to be a night race because the Las Vegas Strip is the nightlife capital of the world and the race was meant to promote that. I mean, Las Vegas and nights go together so well that the city literally named its NHL hockey team the Golden Knights in a sort of like double entendre situation. But there is a pretty massive issue when it comes to hosting a night race in Las Vegas. 8 p.m. Sunday is the normal local start time for a Formula One night race, and that would not even come close to working in this case. Why? Because 8 p.m. Vegas time is 4 a.m. UTC slash London time, which would mean Formula One's massive European audience would be asleep for the race. Even if they did want to wake up for the race because they're dedicated F1 fans, they'd have to wake up early on a Monday workday to watch it, which is just not realistic and would obviously result in terrible live viewership numbers for Formula One. So how did F1 try to fix this problem? Rather than scheduling the race for the usual 8 p.m. Sunday, they scheduled it for 10 p.m. Saturday. This accomplished two things for Formula One. It made it feasible for F1's European fan base to watch the race by waking up early on Sunday morning, and it made it so that those who attend the race in Las Vegas get to go party all Saturday night long on the Las Vegas Strip afterwards, which admittedly sounds awesome. However, the reason I call this problem unsolvable 
is because it's literally impossible for Formula One to have made everyone happy here given how time zones work. Again, abolish time zones. I think they're stupid. Let's all have one time. But time zones do exist. So who ended up getting the shortest end of the stick here? That would be the 48% of Americans who live on the East Coast of the United States for whom qualifying is at 3 a.m. Saturday morning and the Grand Prix is at 1 a.m. Sunday morning. This Grand Prix is groundbreaking in that it very clearly prioritized its international audience over the audience of its host country. Formula One is nothing if not innovative and groundbreaking. Now you probably think that because I'm American, I'm about to launch into some tirade about how unfair it is that Formula One did not cater the Las Vegas Grand Prix to Americans. And if so, boom, Uno reverse card. I fully support Formula One catering this race to Europeans over Americans because maybe, just maybe, people around the world will get slightly less mad about the United States having three races when they realize that one of them is not even catered to Americans. Now that's probably wishful thinking and people are still gonna be mad at us for having three races, but I just wanted to put that idea out into the world. Anyways, enough about that weird schedule. Let's talk about the race itself. To get you better acquainted with the newest addition to the F1 calendar, here are three Las Vegas Grand Prix fun facts. Fact one, the Las Vegas Strip Circuit is one of just three current Formula One circuits to feature a pit straight that is not a DRS straight. Vegas's circuit features two DRS straights, neither of which encompass the start-finish line. The only other two current Formula One circuits with the same unique feature are Silverstone and Abu Dhabi. Fact two, while the Las Vegas Strip Circuit is a temporary street circuit, not all of it is temporary. Formula One spent $240 million purchasing a massive, completely empty lot just off the Las Vegas Strip, and then they put a boatload more money into that empty lot by turning that empty lot into a state-of-the-art 300,000-square-foot permanent paddock complex that also houses a small chunk of permanent racetrack and, in classic Vegas fashion, a wedding chapel. This race is organized and promoted by Formula One itself, not a third-party Grand Prix organizer who pays for the rights, which is why Formula One has invested so unbelievably heavily into this race and trying to make it work, they are very committed to making this race a success uh, for financial reasons, mostly. In fact, three, the Las Vegas Strip Circuit contains the longest straight in all of Formula One. Despite containing one turn, turn 13, the Las Vegas Strip Straight should be taken flat out by all drivers and comes in at 1.9 kilometers or 1.181 miles in length making it F1's longest straight. The Las Vegas Strip is the reason Formula One came racing here in the first place, so it's not a shock that they wanted to get their money's worth by racing down it for almost two kilometers. Now, I should note that Baku does also claim to have the longest straight at 2.2 kilometers, but that straight has a lot more listed corners than Vegas's one, so it's kind of hard to say who has a better claim here. Let me know who you think has the better claim in the comments. Go comment right now. Please, I need you to. Here's a bit more information about the Las Vegas Strip Circuit. Let's get this out of the way first. Yes, it totally looks like Spider-Pig from the Simpsons movie. That's undeniable. Now that that's out of the way, the Las Vegas Strip Circuit is 6.201 kilometers or 3.853 miles in length, which means the race distance consists of 50 laps, 
one for each state. USA, USA, USA. This is a long circuit, folks. It's the second longest circuit on the entire F1 calendar behind Spa and the 12th longest circuit in F1 history. The circuit contains 17 turns and two DRS straights, with the second of those two DRS straights being on the Las Vegas Strip. My personal favorite parts of the circuit are that turn five doesn't exist, according to F1's official circuit map, which I'm not quite sure how you miss that. And also, I love the turn six to nine complex that goes around that bizarre sphere Thing that is like the eye of Sauron and will surely be broadcasting some wild images all race weekend long. Now let's cut to producer Jeff, who's on the Formula One pit wall in Las Vegas. Producer Jeff, radio check. In this day and age, anyone can sell products online. And if you're thinking about starting, you need to be using my partner, Shopify. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout in the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Ruggable and Allbirds. After months of hard work creating the look and feel of your brand, it is soul-crushing when your commerce platform makes it blend in with the rest. When you switch to Shopify, you'll regain control over your brand's look and store functionality thanks to stylish, no-code themes, customizations, and advanced shopping features that keep your customers coming back. Why spend time trying to build an online store with someone besides Shopify when Shopify stores convert the best? The answer is you shouldn't. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fbone, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash fbone, shopify.com slash fbone. Next up, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that the Las Vegas Grand Prix is set up to be one of the most chaotic, unpredictable F1 weekends ever because of the sheer volume of unknowns surrounding it. I'm more excited for the Las Vegas Grand Prix than I have been for any F1 race in a long time because I have absolutely no idea what's about to happen. First off, this circuit has literally never been driven on before, like by anyone. Until the cars first start putting rubber down on it Thursday night, we have no clue what its level of grip looks like, how bumpy it is, how well it flows, what ride heights are going to look like, where trouble areas are, what the exact racing line is, or anything, really. What's more, with no support races and the circuit also being opened up to commuter traffic outside of race sessions, the track surface will not be able to rubber in like it would at a purpose-built racetrack, so grip is going to be something teams will have top of mind all weekend long. Another reason grip will be something teams have top of mind? Las Vegas gets very cold at night in November, and thus this is shaping up to be one of the coldest race weekends in F1 history. Cold ambient temperature means a cold track surface, both of which have massive impacts on tire pressures and temperatures, which in turn both have massive impacts on the amount of grip drivers are going to be able to find. Cold temperatures also affect power units and aerodynamics as well, so teams definitely have their setup work cut out for them this weekend. And if you're thinking cold temperatures are surely something F1 accounted for when they scheduled a November night race in Las Vegas, nope. Ross Braun admitted that they kinda missed that one. It's a shame, too, because the weather is actually literally perfect for a daytime race this weekend. And finally, there's been so much publicity, both good and bad, surrounding this race that I legitimately cannot tell if it's going to be a smashing success or a complete and utter flop. 
It's like Formula One's Firefest, except if Firefest had a 50-50 chance of either being a complete failure or a total success instead of a 100% chance of ending with this sandwich. The stands say that with the grandeur of the venue and how Formula One has invested so much money and resources into the success of this event, it literally cannot fail and it's going to become a centerpiece of the F1 calendar while the haters and losers, of which there are many, say it's just another unnecessary American race, it's poorly planned, it's too expensive to attend, it's disrupting life for Las Vegas residents, the scheduling of it all stinks, and plenty more complaints. At the end of the day, this is a Formula One race where we can all honestly tell ourselves that anything could happen during a season that has otherwise been pretty predictable. I welcome that with open arms. With arms wide open. Under the sunlight. As far as what you should be watching for, aside from what should be general chaos, Checo Perez and Lewis Hamilton are currently engaged in a hard-fought battle for P2 in the Drivers' Championship. With just 32 points separating the pair and a possible 52-point differential still up for grabs, Lewis Hamilton is trying to get back to his top two ways after last season's regression, while Checo is trying to give Red Bull their first-ever one-two finish in the Drivers' Championship. Then you have Logan Sargent for whom this race will be the most important one of his F1 career thus far. Logan's seat is the only one on the grid not yet accounted for for 2024, with Logan needing to pull a rabbit out of a hat in these next two races to make sure he still has a drive in F1 next season. Now this circuit should, again, I say should because we have no clue, we've never seen this circuit before, suit the Williams car well with its long straights. And Logan will have the support of the home fans, so let's see if he can make it back-to-back -back home races in the points Additionally, there are very close battles in the Constructors' Championship right now, and I would not be surprised if after this race weekend, we see Ferrari jump Mercedes to take P2, Aston Martin somehow retake P4 from McLaren, you never know, and the bottom four get all jumbled around as the bottom four battle is unbelievably tight right now, with all of them having a ton to race for at the moment, as each spot you move up in the Constructors' Championship by the end of the season means millions and millions in prize money. For tire compounds at the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for the softest compound range, the C3 hards, C4 mediums, and C5 softs. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their choice. Nobody has ever actually driven the 6.12-kilometer Las Vegas Strip Circuit before, which is second only to Spa in terms of overall length this year, characterized by three straights and 17 corners. There won't be any support races, and the track will be opened again to normal traffic for long chunks of the day, which means that the surface won't rubber in as usual and deliver improved grip. We're expecting the cars to run quite low levels of downforce, similar to Baku or indeed Monza. Hitting a high top speed will be key to being competitive. All the sessions will take place at night, with unusual ambient and track temperatures for a race weekend, more similar to those found back when preseason testing used to take place in Europe. Those long straights also make it harder to warm up tires in qualifying, as well as keep them in the right window, the same challenge as seen in Baku, which will probably be more pronounced in Las Vegas. Bearing all this in mind, We've selected the trio of softest compounds for this weekend, C3, C4, and C5, which should guarantee good grip. In summary, Pirelli, like all of us, have absolutely no clue what's about to happen in Las Vegas, so they just picked the grippiest tires they had and are now hoping for the best. God, I cannot wait for this race weekend. What's going to happen? I have no idea. What do you think is going to happen? Let me know in the comments. Thank you. I must note here that while this weekend's race will be the first ever Las Vegas Grand Prix, 
it's not the first or even second time Formula One has gone racing in Las Vegas. In my video, The Weirdest Circuits in Formula One History, which is my favorite video Formula Bone has ever put out, I highlight the two original Las Vegas Formula One races because they were very bizarre. Here is the relevant excerpt from that video, which I'm only sharing with you here if you promise to go watch that full video after you watch this full video. Capiche? Capiche? Okay, cool. All right, fine. Here you go. Let's head from Dallas, Texas to Las Vegas, Nevada for our next weird F1 circuit. In 1981, Formula One made the bold move to go racing where nobody had ever raced before. Well, except for probably a bunch of valets because it was the parking lot outside of the Caesars Palace Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. By the way, we here at Formula Bone are massive supporters of valet drivers. Tip your local valet, okay? Tip your local valet. The Caesars Palace Grand Prix circuit sounds like a beautiful racetrack sweeping through Rome, but it's about as far away from that as humanly possible, as it was literally an ugly temporary racetrack limping its way through a concrete-filled car park in the middle of the desert, which is not very F1 if you ask me. And just so we're all on the same page, folks, you're allowed to race through a parking lot in Formula One. That parking lot just has to be in Miami. Anyways, it's not just the whole parking lot thing that makes the Caesars Palace Grand Prix circuit one of the weirdest places Formula One has ever raced. It's that, plus the fact that the circuit went counterclockwise, which put massive strain on drivers' necks because they're used to going clockwise, plus the fact that it was in the Nevada desert, which led to drivers experiencing heat exhaustion, plus the fact that it had the most boring, repetitive circuit layout of all time. We are just doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Plus the fact that despite all of those flaws, Formula One still decided they'd give the Caesars Palace Grand Prix the distinguished placement of being the last race of the Formula One season, which in 1981 featured a three-way battle for the championship coming into that final race at the Caesars Palace Grand Prix circuit. Imagine spending your whole life training to be Formula One's World Drivers Champion, and it all comes down to you driving on what looks like one of those driver's ed test tracks that they make you drive on without hitting a cone, or else they take your driver's license away, all because you accidentally back into a hot dog stand one time. It was one time, okay? It's one time. And the kicker to all this, the season-ending 1981 race on the Caesars Palace Grand Prix circuit was such a smashing nothing burger that they said, you know what, we're going to do it. We're going to run it back as the final race of the following season as well, which they did. Shout out to the original Las Vegas Grand Prix. Hopefully this one is better. It can't be much worse. Shout out to my amazing longtime sponsor, Indeed, who is a huge supporter of Formula Bone, who I thank very much for that, and is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Something I love about Indeed and the reason I use it to hire is that it makes hiring all in one convenient place so easy Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Indeed is truly an unbelievably powerful hiring platform and is the number one source of hires in the U.S. according to Talent Nest. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash phone. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash phone. Just go to Indeed.com slash phone right up there. Support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash iPhone. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It rhymes. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Here are my three bona fide race predictions for the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix that I am about to go three for three on. 
My first race prediction is that a driver not named Max Verstappen will win the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Call me a total dingbat, dingbat. but there are so many reasons why Max Verstappen could have an off weekend in Vegas that I feel like one is bound to happen. If it's not the supposedly bumpy track surface that we know Max's car doesn't love, it could be the cold weather that negatively impacts his car or his tires, Max getting a corner wrong at this new circuit that's entirely foreign to him, the lateness of the race that messes with his sleep schedule, maybe he parties too hard at Hakkasan with DJ Polly D after qualifying. I don't know, but something's gotta give, right? 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 My second race prediction is that American driver Logan Sargent will finish in the points for just the second time in his career. USA, USA. Again, call me a dingbat, but the Williams car is quick in a straight line and thus should feast on Vegas's two long DRS straights while also being hard to overtake on them. Also, Logan is in the best form of his career right now with what would be three top 12 finishes in a row if Williams didn't have to retire his car in Mexico. Plus, Logan Sargent finished in the points at his last home Grand Prix in Austin, so who am I to say that he is not going to finish in the points at this home Grand Prix? My third race prediction is that Charles Leclerc will finish on the podium in Vegas. Leclerc is in solid form right now, minus his car hating him like it did in USGP in, in Brazil. Plus, one of the Ferrari car's biggest weaknesses is that it heats its tires up too fast, but with how cold the Las Vegas Grand Prix is going to be, this defect of the Ferrari car could become its best feature as getting temperature into tires is gonna to be tough for all drivers. That kind of rhymed. I also just feel so bad for Leclerc after what happened in Brazil where he didn't even get to compete in a race after qualifying P2 that I really want him to get a nice consolation podium here. And that's definitely factoring into my prediction, admittedly. I just don't wanna see Charles Leclerc be sad anymore, okay? Is that too much to ask for? I don't think it is. And finally today, here are my predictions for the top five finishers in the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix with zero reasoning nor explanation. P5, Carlos Sainz. P4, Checo Perez. P3, Charles Leclerc. P2, Max Verstappen. P1, Lando Norris. Yeah, I went there. I said Lando. If I end up right, I'll look like a genius. And if I end up wrong, I'll look like J-Bone because I'm almost always wrong when I bet against Max. J-Bone! Subscribe now so that I can see you back here after the Las Vegas Grand Prix for my Las Vegas Grand Prix recap slash Abu Dhabi Grand Prix preview, where we'll digest all the insanity that occurs at the Vegas race weekend together, and then preview next weekend's season-ending Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe Formula One is ending. What am I gonna do with my life? Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie, Glow, and Green Ghost. And last but not least, make sure to check out the Formula Bone merch shop via the link in the description and the pinned comment to pick up the greatest Formula One inspired merch known to man that ships globally, comes in a zillion colors and sizes, and was all designed by me, J-Bone. Until next time, folks, J-Bone! J-Bone!